This podcast is brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Unfortunately, this episode's audio has been replaced with the director's commentary track for Scary Movie 3. Are you telling me that you can't map a narrative, um, like a narrative onto someone's actual life? <laughs> there, there is a funny bit in, um, in the Homestuck epilogues where a character who's very bad, uh, they just say he's having a redemption arc and they keep saying he's having a redemption arc and he hasn't done anything different, but it's fine because he's having a redemption arc. <laughs> and so they're like, we can't, he's a murderer, he killed our friends. And they're like, no, but he's having a redemption arc, it's fine. <laughs> He's doing it. Good. Yeah. It's a really oh, good bit. He fun. does end up getting beaten to death and um which is good. And that's that's the right end of the story, I think. That's the best arc. This okay. I'm still never gonna read Homestar. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to, I was just telling you about funny bit about having a redemption arc. Stop hey. emailing my wife telling me to read Homestar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that's five, not me, that's uh, someone else. No, I know I know you're not telling me to first five acts of Homestag pretty good. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, but you wouldn't know because you haven't read the rest of it, so you don't know. I haven't if it's read good the rest. Look, the beginning of Act Six like really dragged. <laughs> yeah, it does, and you're I understand. Me not going beyond that. the shrimp. We we are not allowed to talk about Homestuck on this podcast. No. Oh my god, guys! It's the International Day of Happiness. Oh, oh. why do I feel so could bad? Could have fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, you should have told uh, should have told me like when I woke up today, and so I can they could have like more effectively utilized um, being happy. Mm-hmm. But the thing I did is, meet a friend we today, are so that was nice. yeah, we're celebrating International Day of Happiness by sitting down uh, and just having a good time with friends. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Uh, we don't need to do preamble. Let's just let's just get into it. Let's <laughs> do you want to just hop into it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't we think of anything to, to say. Here, so. We'll probably have some sidetracks, I think, in this um, in this <laughs> oh, really? particular discussion. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh-huh. You're telling me this might be a more a loose, loose, uh, like rambling, more improvised kind of structure <laughs> as we're uh, we're opposed to what we normally known for. <laughs> Unlike Can every other episode more? of this show, where we never uh, <laughs> we scripted on the other episodes. <laughs> yeah, the other they're very oh tightly God. structured. The other episodes that we do, famously, that's what all our reviews say. They say, "I love this show. It's so structured we really need to fire tight. that script editor." <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think we should like money? try a more like. Um, a more irreverent style of podcasting, more like improvised style of podcasting. You know, some We've of been that, too serious uh, recently. Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn style humor. I think that would would be like some <laughs> of that. If if Seth Rogen uh, and Evan Goldberg wrote the script to this podcast, I think it would be really refreshing. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that would be better. It'd be funnier for sh- for sure. Um, it would have funny. I love have the same Fred number of cum jokes. <laughs> We'd have these funny back and forths where, and like, nothing really gets said, but we we're certainly mm. saying words like fart or come. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and like, how are we normally are, which is very different if, to that. Imagine if we just talked like there were no, that like there was a joke happening, but there wasn't actually really a joke. We were just like <laughs> stating something. What if we were just talking about the news, but in an ironic tone of voice and stating what hasn't happened? I think it would be really funny if, like, uh, George started panicking that I was gay uh, Mm. when I, like, talked to him. Wait, are you? And then, then, like, like two-thirds into the episode, I invite you to my big epic orgy. Oh, that would be cool. (laughs) That would be really cool. Yeah, so as... 
as no you homo, bro. I'm probably even less gathered. homo than I was before, <laughs> etc. <cetera. gasps> I have this one scenario in my mind that kind of hurt and plays out like this. Young, sexy, Asian housewife, alone at night, frightened, and out by the trash cans. Best call the neighborhood one. Show up, look her up, connect. Get this. She sucks my balls. Hit me up. She sucks my balls. I'm also interested in that happening to me. My balls. As you probably gathered, uh, welcome to Who Watches the Watch. Uh, this week we are watching uh, an adaption of The Watch from 2012 called The Watch, um, which is an adaption that is directed by Kiva Schaffer and written by Jared Stern, Seth Rogen, and Evan Goldberg. I'm your host, Chaz, and uh, I can't have sperms oh, I'm completely empty, no sperms in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host Robin and no one's going to murder me for my skin because I have chronic severe eczema Ooh. Uh, I'm your host Janos and I am straight and not sexually attracted to Ben Stiller but like if I were on a date <laughs> with him uh, should I be so lucky <laughs> and he initiated to hold my hand uh, I wouldn't say no <laughs> 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 oh, whom's among us? Uh, I'm George, and I would like to settle MILF discourse once and for all by saying the true definition of MILF. MILF. Uh, and I think one we can all get behind is the Moro Islamic Liberation Front, uh, to, which, okay. to which we are pledging our full allegiance and complicity in their many crimes. <laughs> I know we might not. I did not be agree Muslim. to this. But um, we are the atheist, the epic atheist division of the Moro Islamic Liberation Front. <laughs> we are coming from the, the Philippines federal government. <laughs> uh, yeah, You've been sitting so... on that one for a while. <laughs> I know you may be trying to digest this information. <laughs> um... Ah. <laughs> but as I said this week we're talking about the watch adaption that no one seems to be talking about in the Facebook group um, God, I wonder why <laughs> yeah because it wasn't honestly, very good honestly I think it's wild that this never comes up like all, in yeah. all the lead up to the watch TV show everyone was like losing their minds how different this Ankh Morpork looks and how <laughs> Uh, different these characters are it's like everyone has forgotten about the 2012 movie uh the watch which by the way was done while terry was still alive so i don't know why they yeah. would be like that terry would hate the mm. new watch when he apparently sanctioned this one and it's like i don't even know what they they, they thought we're gonna <laughs> do with this one 
Yeah, I mean, like I couldn't find any yeah. comment from Terry about this, so I guess he just sort of sold the rights and was like, whatever, you know, you, you've done it, I'm not going to say anything, it sort of stands yeah. on its own, which I yeah. sort of no, respect I, as like I the author of the source material, not to be like a bitch about it. There's right, very little uh, like in the, uh, what do you call it, that bit at the end where everyone's names scroll down? Yeah. Oh, the credits? The credits, that's it. Yeah. There's, very little in <laughs> yes. that. There's very little in that to say that he um, like was involved in it, but I think you can really sense like some of his humour, his world building, uh, and his yeah, his deep humanism um, throughout the, <laughs> yeah. the one hours and 40 minutes that feels like two hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> this felt yeah, like because it's so Snyder dense. Cut. I'm going to say that. Yeah. It, it, it this is a humanist movie. It, it is. I think so. There's humans yeah. in it. Yeah. It's honestly like I think it might be like yeah. we can we can discuss how successful it is, but it might be like the boldest reinterpretation of Terry Pratchett's work for sure. Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean to have like the, the watch characters in that kind of setting but without yeah. the badges. Um and mm. also um with different names um and sort of personality. Yeah. I think he's really brave and it really sort of breaks the mold. Which is why I'm surprised no one yeah. talks about it. Well this isn't a successful adaption i think it might go mm. down as one of the like all-time most uh, ambitious yeah. uh, viral yeah. marketing campaigns like the, the, the thought <laughs> the thought of la- launching um the watch 2021 tv series with a <laughs> with, <laughs> with with using uh, a ben stiller comedy from 2012 uh-huh. uh with, with no no crossover in cast or crew Mm. Uh, apart from Terry Pratchett and the source material, that's really ambitious. Like I, yeah. I know it failed, but you can't fault them for trying. Yeah, yeah, and like we're always saying, like making an interesting adaptation is better than just like wrote, adapting something and doing everything direct, like compared to the book and making it kind of boring and not really working <laughs> so, as a as its own medium. And I yeah. think like changing the dragon to aliens was like keeping the spirit of the original in this new setting and i think like mm. and i yeah i, I agree yeah it was that. like and interesting I think, I think it's also really brave of them to sort of adapt the watch series into um a, as george said an hour and 40 minute but feels like longer costco commercial i think it's <laughs> just really bold <laughs> i think it's very brave of costco to put so much sponsorship into this adaption of like a fairly well-known, but like not that famous sci-fi <laughs> yeah. series, or oh, science fantasy it's, series. Especially with the way that it's like, I don't know, twenty twelve was, I guess, a different landscape. But like uh, casting like like most of the main characters with Americans um, and putting Ank Morpork into America, like that's mm. that's such a bold look, choice. Look, Janusz, if if Baz Luhrmann can take. Verona in Shakespeare's <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Mm. Yeah. Turn it into Verona Beach, set in uh, Florida, I believe, uh, mm. in Romeo plus Juliet. They can take Ankh Morpork, a, uh, a city on a, 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 flying, a flying world uh, on mm. the back of a turtle. Um, uh, the, the city of like innate criminality and great chaos. They can they can take that city and they can set it in American suburbia in yeah. probably in Ohio. Ohio or something. Yeah. One of those places. Uh, and like still, but there's still the, the sense of place, the sense of it being somewhere rather than uh, just a, a piece of paper with the word town written on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Chess, do you want to give a summary of this movie real quick? 
<laughs> yeah, so I was well, wondering I like how we wanted to, to, slowly to structure like, this. Because obviously this is going to be a very structured episode, so yeah. I wasn't sure like <laughs> what that structure was actually going to look like, except that it would be very structured. Um, mm, I so I thought I, I thought maybe I'd like you know just use the Wikipedia summary because I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to lie to you. I did not take notes as I was watching this movie. Um, <laughs> I took some notes, but one of them is just pee joke. Haha, pee pee, stinky pee. I would say there's a few like, mistakes in the Wikipedia uh, summary because it starts with saying in the town of Glenview, Ohio, but like in the movie, they clearly state it's Ankh-Morpork, Ohio. So that's all. Like, yeah. Wrong. And then it says Evan Troutwig, but like he's actually called Evan Vimes in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought changing his name to Evan was like a good American twist because there's no Americans yeah. called Sam famously. So no. having him as, <laughs> as Evan, Evan is like as America is famously mm. known as. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uncle Evan making, says you need to join. Bringing a bit of Welsh up. representation in, like, as we all know, Evan. the Welsh are people of color. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, people of color. As some of the first, as some of the, the, color some of the is first white. victims of the British Empire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think a bit of like, um, you know positive casting like diverse casting it's 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 really good mm. yeah i think it's offensive to cast someone who isn't welsh as a welsh person um <laughs> that's a bit of welsh face going on there but like you know i understand what they were going for and that they wanted to be inclusive so i guess i'm going to forgive it it being 2012 and that was like nine years ago so it's fine mm. Mm. Um, the past is the past Different the past time. is the past um so this has got I'm ben forward. stiller in the main role who yeah. Yeah, I think he plays it uh, pretty well. He looks pretty gaunt in this, you know. He's like older than yeah. I thought he was in 2012. <laughs> yeah, he's like graying, and he looks like he's gone on like um, I mean, not to judge people by their appearances. <laughs> he's like gone. He's like gone on a diet, and it's kind of like yeah. he's skinny, but it kind of yeah. has just made him look a bit ill. Um, yeah, it made he's, him look he's tired. Gone on too much mm. of a diet, and he exercises a little, little bit too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and but it, it's coming from a very unhealthy place. But it works yeah. for it works for the character of Evan Vimes, I think. Like it's oh, yeah. as, a, as a bold reinterpretation of the classic book character Sam Vimes. I think it. I think it kind of works. Like, uh, yeah, you know, he's a bit yeah, more like, like clean shaved, I guess, than than book Vimes is. But uh, you know, I think it's I think it's basically like exactly what uh, Vimes would be like if he was set in suburban America. Yeah, so it, in the beginning of this movie, he's, like, at the point of Vimes' journey where he is no longer an alcoholic. Like, he's yeah. kicked the alcoholism thing. And he's mm. managing a Costco, um, similar to how Vimes in the books manages the watch. <laughs> um, but he's still a dry drunk. He's addicted, instead of alcohol, he's addicted to yeah. uh, forming clubs and uh, being not being manager. able to impregnate, impregnate his wife. <laughs> he he is addicted to wife. not having sex with his wife, yeah. Mm. Yeah, this which film by is the kind way, of like, about I, how much cooler it is to hang out. You know, sat, this film is a Saturdays are for the boys kind of movie, which is about how mm. it's con- it's it's like really cool to hang out with your buddies and um, give my wife, take my wife. Yeah. I will say, Please. still a better like still a, still a better like Vimes and Sybil dynamic than the show had. I think. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sybil. This is like she doesn't do a lot. And like, as soon as they have the final mm. confrontation where he's like, I don't have sperms, then she just sort of is like a bit of a prop. Like, she's just sort of around and is like mm. fine with everything, which I <laughs> yeah, thought was an can... interesting choice. 
she's uh, she's not a she's not a just a sort of cardboard cutout of a character. She's well rounded. She's deeply fleshed out. She wants to be impregnated and <laughs> she, she likes her husband. <laughs> yeah, those are really deep. And yeah, and she traits. even she even has a female friend in this movie. I mean, sure, it doesn't pass the the Bechdel test because they do talk about um, Vimes um, and mm. how he won't fuck her. Um, mm. But you know, yeah. she has a female friend. I I like to see this representation. Yeah, yeah, the female friend has a name as well. I just don't know what it is. Um, yeah so the the sort of the plot starts when um, Evan Vimes who manages the Costco we learn that he's a great guy he has a lot of ethnic friends which shows that he's a good guy yeah Um, this was a pretty good joke though actually that he like wants them and he's like trying to collect them in a kind of not great way (laughs) which you know says a lot about his character and I think it's pretty accurate to the character of Vimes maybe in that he's like you know racist um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's I racist think to that... all of the races, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I do think the first clever. like ten to fifteen minutes of this movie have has like the best jokes. Like, yeah, there's it is a really promising start. Which, um, you know, we'll talk about it whether it it manages to uh, keep uh, to keep that apart in like mm. the later parts. Uh, I mean, well, it does. It. Th- this is a this is a hackneyed um, this is a hackneyed joke uh, that many people have made before me. Um, but what was happening? Seth Rogen was writing this, and he got yep. ten minutes in, uh, ten mm. minutes of uh, of script, and you know by then he'd 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 done too many massive epic bong rips, very funny weed, haha, four twenty. Um, oh, right, yeah, and <laughs> then Clippy popped up and said, oh, it looks like you're trying to write a mid naughty style Ben Stiller comedy. <laughs> uh, also, we noticed it's 2012. Would you like me to complete this? Uh, and yes, and passed out in a, a, a smoke, a haze of epic weed smoke. Yeah, and like, well, that worked pretty well. I think it does show in that the first like 10, 15 minutes are a lot stronger than the rest of the yeah. film. It feels like the first general. 10 to 15 minutes were like actually that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg have like actually written jokes in them. And then for the rest mm. of the movie, it, it feels more like they came up with like three vague plot points and then let the cast and crew improvise the rest. And um, and they which, did it badly, which yeah. works for yeah. like Spinal Tap. Like Spinal Tap is also improvised, but they they have like some very uh, people who are very good at improvising. <laughs> if you sure have people good. are good at improvising, that is good. But these people, they're not. I don't know. Is that improv? I mean, I think we come up with funnier bits than they do, and I, I would yeah. never call myself a comedian or an actor. <laughs> as far as but I, I know, would like, call you a comedian and an actor. So uh, you know. Well, You're a podcaster, George, which is a combination of both and stronger <laughs> than either. Yeah, <laughs> a chimera. Of, yeah, but like, uh-huh, usually, exactly. like the movies from this type of like these types of movies were like usually done with like oh these funny f- uh, actors who all like Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn has, have done a ton of movies together, right? And they work together mm. with Seth Rogen a lot. So they like they can like really and I have uh, watched vibe them. with each other. Uh, but I, I'm not sure if they really got their notes about what these characters are. Like, I don't know if they have, if 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 these actors have actually read the Discworld books. Mm. Yeah, I want to yeah. know what Jonah Hill was sort of 
trying to convey because the, the vibe I got from his character in this movie was like yeah. kind of school shooter who never actually did it but grew up and now yeah. wants to become a cop yeah. really bad what um, if Jonah Hill was plays the character people? of uh, Franklin Colon because um, yeah. this is the main cast right like Evan Vimes uh, played by Ben Stiller then there's uh, Bob Carrot played by uh, Vince Vaughn Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Franklin Colon played by Jonah Hill, and of course uh, Jamarcus Nobby played by Richard Ayoade. Mm. See, I, I I disagree with that that character allocation. Um, I know that's what it said in the movie. Yeah. Um, but I think that um, Jonah Hill's character was more of a Nobby uh, style character. Yeah. Whereas I would yeah. say that Vince Vaughn's was more of a colon being a family man. Mm. Um, the obsession, the obsession with uh, the obsession with weapons, um, the sort of social like inability, but not really caring about it. They got charisma. Jonah Hill mm. is definitely more of a nobby than uh, Jamarcus. Yeah. And then I'd say Jamarcus is a sort of you know he's from a different place. Um, I'd say he's a but. I'd, I'd say he, yeah, I'd say he's a carrot, you know, he's like pretty competent, he's clean cut, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, sort you know, it's, virginal. um, adaptions are sort of, you know, up to interpretation. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. Famously. So, um, <laughs> Richard Iowati being in this movie was funny. It was a strange was, thing that happened. I mean, his lines weren't funny, but it was funny <laughs> that he was in it. <laughs> exactly. His presence, his presence, is so bizarre. Like, yeah, it's very much like they'd just taken B-roll from the IT crowd and then spliced it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I say that occasionally. The way that his, the way he said the lines that was like very odd, did sort of like add something to them. I was like, this is an interesting performance, you know? Like, yeah, he's very good at being strange. Mm. Yeah, but it it felt like the actual it's lines. It's the being uh, being from Oxbridge. Yeah, uh, the, the actual writing didn't do like his uh, his strange performance. Because Richard Ayoade can be very funny, um, as it as has been proven countless times in countless uh, shows he's been them. in. Yeah, huh? <laughs> I think they're countable. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> A handful saying, of I times. Think, I think that is possible. Yeah, right, possible I think that place is funny. <laughs> Mm, um, yeah, I did like him in the um, small short musical ADBC in which he played Joseph and Nazareth. I thought that was a good performance from him. Oh, it was I like him in um, the current Barclays ad. I think that's good. Ah. <laughs> yeah, the current Barclays so bank ad. I think it's well. very compelling. Okay, um, I mean, it's honestly it's, it's a hard tricky to performance say. to pull off. Mm-hmm. Because, like, most British shows have, like, six episodes total. So, yeah, it's it can be counted, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... You know, he he directed a film once called Submarine. Did any of you watch that? It's meant to be that? good. No. I haven't oh, seen he, it. He's directed two movies. Uh, oh. He did Submarine and The Double. I didn't know he'd done another one. Um, but the, the most insulting thing that has ever been said in good faith about me is that uh, some, someone said, uh, the boy from Submarine... Uh, reminded them they reminded they reminded that person who said no wait <laughs> i reminded them wait. of the boy from submarine uh-huh. that. okay uh, there we go uh-huh. pretty pretty insulting i mean 
and they didn't see why that was insulting, but they are pretty weird. So <laughs> I haven't seen mm-hmm. that movie, so I don't know what this means. Because uh, <laughs> I, I only like the, the thing kid, is right? I only watch adaptations of Terry Pratchett books, so I oh, yeah I don't even know mm, what yeah. that would be. I mean, I guess uh, you yeah. could call it part of an expanded universe. Yeah, I guess. Mm, yeah, I guess, the Iowa he, Day version. He plays which character he's playing is playing carrot in this one right that's what we agree yeah. on yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, of course he's also playing carrot in every everything else he was in just as much as uh, ben stiller is playing vimes in every movie he's been in sure mm. <laughs> what are, uh, yeah. n- night night at the museum he was playing uh, a cop yeah like a, oh, a museum true. cop mm-hmm. really night at yeah. the museum too cop of the museums hmm? yeah uh, in, Zoolander. Yeah, Zoolander, absolutely Vimes character. Uh, in... There's a third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think they go to London. They go to London, and Rebel Wilson's there. <laughs> I think Meet the Parents uh, really uh, does something that um, does mm. does put a new twist on the Vimes and Sybil dynamic because uh, we we never found out what it would be like if Sybil's dad was like a rude Robert De Niro type. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and he he would have been because he would have been like a lord, so it it makes yeah. sense um, that they adapted it that way. Yeah, yeah. So so Evan Vimes is managing this Costco store, and um, he, there's a fun security guard who's funny Mexican, and he's like been made a citizen. Um, so he's like getting drunk in the store, but then he's murdered by something mysteriously, which is very oh, no. sad. And it's really a shame because he was a fleshed out character. Yeah. Um, yeah. He wasn't we knew just that a he was funny Mexican, Mexican stereotype. And that he likes America. Yeah, and he got a big tattoo of the American flag because it was his dream to yeah. um, become a citizen of the US. And it then really as nice it is all of said. our dreams. Do you think the movie's like very stereotyping of uh, of like non American characters uh, is like a uh, meta commentary on the way like Terry Pratchett ties, tries to tackle racism but often fails. Yes. <laughs> I think so. I think it's similar to how like the dwarves have certain yeah. personality types, you know, and then like trolls are like a certain way. And um this adaption is just is doing that but with like human races, which is <laughs> cool. It's very good. It's a, it's a clever way of adapting that. <laughs> Do you know what I liked best about Night at the Museum? Uh it's when uh, Robin Williams playing Teddy Roosevelt Yes. Uh, goes yeah, like yeah, yeah. Extremely long, um, extremely long rampage about how the Asian people were going to replace the white race, and <laughs> yeah, that was so white white people had to be spread over the entire world because yeah, it was weird dominion. they put that in there. Yeah, that was a strange departure from the rest of the story, but I thought it was really important. Yeah, mm. um, it was like we've got to invade <laughs> Panama for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so fun Mexican guy is killed. I can't remember what his name was. Um, even though it is said a few times, which I guess makes me bad. Um, yeah, it's your fault. It's my yeah. fault. Think, he was you important. You, you know that... Uh, you oh, know his, that, his surname that, was Guzman, and I remember that because I was like, ah, oh, uh, that's a character in Guzman. Elite. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that uh, Great show. quote from one of the US presidents who I forget, which one I forget, um, and it, 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 the quote goes, uh, speak softly and carry a big stick. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I, about mm. US foreign policy. I think more accurately it would be um whine incessantly about how uh about how people are reacting to you hitting them with the big stick all the time. 
Mm-hmm. 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 Sorry, that, that was inside. So. I know <laughs> the script editor's going to go mad at us. Uh, we never do a side. We're not allowed. Yeah. Especially not when we discuss like this, this incredibly under-discussed Terry Pratchett adaptation, The Watch. Um, yeah. You're right. You're, I'm so sorry. We yeah, need, I've to, got we to, need say, to get this down properly. Yeah. I'm looking through the studio's glass and I can see our producer. He's like doing the sort of speeding up hand motion at us as in like <laughs> get back on topic. Um, <laughs> this is like no Discord podcast. And I'm, I find, find it so weird. Like all this big name discord podcast they get invited to fucking discord conventions online zoom panels um you know they they be like hanging out and petting each other on the back um fucking they Just also have jerking each they, other off they also yeah. have yeah they're, <laughs> they're all in a big virtual circle jerk um yeah and it's Happy. like no one asked if I wanted to be joked off, so I think that's really rude. Yeah. And they even have um, like Stephen Briggs on the convention talking about how adaptations and how to adapt things. And nobody. And everyone's jerking people, him off. Like he's got three hands. Everyone on is yeah. jerking Stephen Briggs off. Of course, you can pl- you can pay like because you you obviously need needed to pay to uh, to be like a yeah. guest on these Zoom calls. It's, uh, it's like thirty quid for thirty seconds on the Stephen Briggs dick, and I don't even yeah. think that's worth it. I mean, that's like a pound a second. <laughs> I I don't think his dick is that great, probably. Um, yeah, it's probably like normal. Yeah, um, <laughs> you wouldn't need a Magnum condom. No, you know, I don't. I don't get one. why it's such a big deal. Anyway, he was talking about like adaptations. None of these people, like none of these, uh, these, these big name podcasters who are all cranking each other, like even as we speak, uh, or Stephen Briggs <laughs> who is being jerked off by the entire audience in the Zoom call. Yeah, none of these people have ever mentioned this seminal adaptation of Terry Pratchett's The Watch book series. I'm glad um, you said seminal. It is. Very mm. this, yeah, mini yeah, yeah. <laughs> Newcastle <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely mentions it a lot, which again is nothing we would ever do. No, no, um, I'm far above that. <laughs> <laughs> our humor is satirical and highly sophisticated. Yeah. Um, so this guy's murdered. Yeah, so this guy's murdered, and Evan puts on an, a t-shirt saying like "Stop murdering." Yeah, and, I did um, like that. I I will give it. That was this, good. I, I thought that was pretty like, funny. The t-shirt that said "Stop murdering." <laughs> I thought I kind of want that t-shirt. The t-shirt yeah. was funny, and also like the big speech he made in the in that sports ball game um, mm. was pretty funny. Yeah. How he was like, "Let's my, turn our tears music. into fists." Yeah. Like that was a good joke. And, and the scene yeah, previous yeah. where they're going to the, the funeral and Sound of Silence is playing, but it's in Spanish, they yeah. did get a little chuckle. Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing just as I'm thinking about that. That was pretty funny. Um, we also meet the police officers who are, you know, yeah. they're, they're not great. And um, at this point, I thought two things. One, mm. what an interesting take on <laughs> yeah. Terry Pratchett's The Watch. To have them, to, to have their, like... Nobody has ever asked the question, what if there was also like a regular police in Ankh-Mor Pork? And the watch, mm. as led by Vimes, is actually like a vigilante group by like civil, concerned civilians, right? Like that's, that's an interesting twist on it, that there's also like a regular police and they suck shit. Cause, cause <laughs> that, and that, that's, yeah. that's like related to my other thought in that when I first saw these cops, I was like, oh, these these police officers they behave so badly they, uh, they this is clearly like a commentary about how the police sucks and how it's like a bad institution that was my initial reaction too yeah 
and then we're swiftly proven wrong. Mm. <laughs> just like just like the Watch TV series, to be honest. Like that was also like set yeah. up in the first few episodes. We were like, oh, maybe this has like some interesting takes um, on policing and on uh, on you know this uh, the way these guilds work or the way like mm. everything works, you know, in Ankh-Morpork. Pork. Uh, and then it turned out, like, by the end of that series, that it was basically nothing. Like, they had, like, no real big statements. And in this in this movie, it was, like, a similar uh, feeling, how it started interesting and then ended up, like, mm. not really making any sort yeah. of statement. Mm. I thought they might be, like, mm. the guards that, um, you know, like, the, like, Vednari's guards yeah. that Vimes meets and, like, hates. Uh, um, yeah, mm, that's the, the sort day of watch vibe I got. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because the day watch starts off as like a thing, but like, he quickly you know, drops it's, it's it. never entirely sure like <laughs> if that's different from the Vimes's watch. Yeah, yeah. I think initially, I think initially it is, um, mm. but then they get wound up in one of the books, but I can't remember which one, and get absorbed into the night watch, which then just becomes yeah. the mm-hmm. watch. Mm. The watch, yeah, right. It is um, funny that this their sort of uh, like the the guys who get together in this as, yes. as the, the the watch um uh <laughs> form to like stop murders and stuff and then the first thing that they do is stake out a costco um which mm. i think is really reflective of um genuine police um yeah. genuine police instincts to protect private property yeah mm. yeah so like yeah. the the thing that happens right like he makes this evan vimes makes this big speech at at the sports ball game and there's like some people in um who's who's jonah hill playing again i forgot nobby yes yeah so nobby (laughs) sees that and he gets like teared up uh and then like him and uh vince vaughn playing a cola and they they show up for for this uh, neighborhood watch meeting and Mm. Cola and he's like rude and dumb right like there's a there's a joke like the last joke in this movie i left at um, after that, no laughs. But the last joke I left at was when uh, Vince Vaughn was like walking up to the Matryoshka doll that uh, that Evan had, and he like opens it up and is like, "Dude, this is insane! There's another doll inside." And then he opens that one again and he says, "Oh my God, there's another doll inside this one." I thought that, oh, was that got a funny. laugh out of you. Yeah, I, I thought it was I kind was, of funny. I was like mildly that was a amused. weird energy to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I was mildly amused, and then it went on like too long and i stopped being amused <laughs> oh, but the longer something goes on the funnier it is to me um, yeah same <laughs> yeah um so i will be doing this this entire episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i yeah. i felt i felt seen because it felt like a bit we would do on this podcast yeah <laughs> yeah but we, we not do that we do well. bits on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't listen to this podcast and be like i bet they're about to do a bit like you Look, can't my thesis think that. is we're a lot funnier than these professional comedians and actors. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Are you telling me there's a wife in my wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... You're telling my meme this rice was fried by my wife's boyfriend? <laughs> okay, got him. Is it count sense. as a joke if we're just making the same references over and over again? I'm yes. just asking this yes, as a joke. I mean, also, <laughs> okay. I, that's apparently what the actors in this got paid to do. Um, that's and true. probably yeah. paid in the millions mm. for it, so. Yeah. That's and look, true. like, this is, our podcast is, like, not 
you know, it's, this is not like Hard Spell where you need to listen to every episode in order. This this podcast is like that. maybe there's gonna be like we got a huge uptick when we got to the to the watch TV show, right? Like right, mm. like we we got mm. on the first watch episode we had like twice as many listeners as as on the previous one, like the last uh, Small Gods episode, and. You know, as we are the, the first Discord podcast who talks about this movie, maybe like a lot of the new listeners are going to jump on just for this one episode. So I think That's it's fair possible. game to bring back all our greatest hits for this one. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, 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 uh <laughs> I'm doing a trying to think of a good bit. Doing a musical about the Haitian revolution. Yeah, yeah. Let's well, that's, that's a classic bit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> This was just as funny this time as the first time. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny you're on, re- on repeated um, <laughs> references. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they have this neighborhood watch meeting and they're like, this is cringe, let's go to Vince Vaughn's man cave. So they go to yeah. his man cave um, <laughs> where he's got a pool table and some great Costco stuff mm-hmm. that he bought at Costco. Um, yeah, also Carol We meet his out, daughter, uh, and- who's a teen. Oh yeah, and and when like Carrot shows up, uh, Vimes is like, "Oh, thank God, I I wanted just a guy like you." Because like we got the impression that uh, Evan Vimes is like a much more like normal guy, you know, normal like calm, uh, your typical suburban everyman. Um, ben Stiller once again playing that straight man role that he does in a lot of his comedies for some reason. Mm-mm. Um, mm. the the like you know, what if I was really boring? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of the Ben Stiller roles in his own movies, where he's where he's supposed to be the star in them. Uh, in a lot of them, he plays the most boring character. It's it's insane. And I, I think he does better playing like a more interesting character. Like I think he was better in something like Zoolander, yeah, where the character is like that's that's what's wise to me. Like he can do chaotic. like a crazy funny character. He can do like a second-rate Jim Carrey if he wants to. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> going to say. Uh, <laughs> like a less good Jim Carrey yeah. with a face that can't move quite as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but but when he sees like Jim Marcus, he's like, oh, this is a British face. guy. He has a British accent. So and he's black. He's uh, and he's black. A black friend. Uh, mm. that's true so like this is just the guy I wanted uh, he's not like these frat bros like the other two guys um, Nobby and uh, Colon uh, once again great chemistry between these two characters just like in the books mm. um, but the joke is that uh, Jamarcus Carrot uh, then says like 10 minutes into the into the meeting uh, he says I have a dream and this is why I joined and my dream is that uh, mm-hmm. we do an epic job uh, at the stakeout and beat up the yeah. bad guys, and then a sexy Asian woman will start sucking on my balls. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's uh, it's a it's a sort of subversion of expectations. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because nerds He's like ah, oh, this is the sensible boy. Yeah, because uh, it's like the guy from the IT watch, <laughs> not the IT watch. What's it called? IT crowd. The IT crowd. Um, the watch crowd. <laughs> The watch crowd. Here's yeah, the guy from the IT crowd, the like IT the nerdy crowd. British guy. I'm sure he's gonna be like the sensible nerdy one. But then he talks about his balls being sucked. That's so funny. Mm. And balls he being sucked wants... is such an outlandish, kinky thing. Yeah. You know, mm. like it's really one of those ones that no one ever. It's really taboo. Um, yeah. 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 M- most people, to to quote Tony Soprano, want penis area <laughs> contact with her Volvo. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. But he just wants his balls to be sucked. Mm. I'm reading um, a book of short stories that Ash sent to Robin and that Robin sent to me. Um, which is called Kink, and it's you know some some stories mm-hmm. about like power dynamics and kink and stuff. And yeah. there is one where really they're like close to you, knowing that we've both read the same book about kink. But <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I feel cool with it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and let me guess, like all of the all of the wild kinks on that book in that book is like mm, having sex missionary style, and that's like already really <laughs> well. Steamy. There's one like, what Do- if? what if I suck balls and they're yeah. like no it's too far and they can't put it in the book because it's too mm. outlandish yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I so when I heard this in the movie I was I was shocked to be perfectly honest with you especially yeah. from such a mild-mannered man yeah, I mean, as does, Moss uh, from the IT crowd it does say on the on the Wikipedia uh, on on this movie about the the reviews of this movie it says uh, it's received general negative reviews with critics fo- <laughs> focusing on the plotting, frequent, <laughs> vulgar, and offensive jokes, and numerous product placements. And I, I guess the critics, it was just like too visionary for the critics, this idea of you someone's see, boss being sucked. You mm. see, my thing is, I don't believe that vulgar humor is bad. I just no. think it has to be funny, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, first, write a Your good boss joke. being That's sucked, one, especially if you're a British guy, rule, very funny. Oh, sorry, George, for yeah. interrupting you again. <laughs> Imagine, imagine doing that. Do, <laughs> what are you saying? Interestingly, Chaz, do any of these stories uh, in the kink book involve penis contact with her Volvo? <laughs> uh, Volvo? I don't Maybe. I mean, I haven't finished all of them. I have. Um, I can tell you that none of them involve penis contact with her Volvo. <laughs> oh, that's sad. I think, I think at least one must do. Um, I don't oh, believe Robin. So I, I think good. they just didn't read it close enough um, and so missed the references to... Volvos. Um, mm. So, what are we talking about? Yes. Yeah, so, at the first watch, we enabled watch meeting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. If you're English and your balls are sucked, you're immediately put in jail. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you suck days. an Englishman's balls, you're arrested, thrown in jail. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess. It's a crime, honestly. I guess that's why he. Uh, he went to Ankh-Morpork Park because he was like Ankh-Morpork, Park, America. It's the only place where it's legal to suck someone's balls. Uh, but uh, a lot of American states, I believe, especially in 2012, still had sodomy laws in uh, in place. I think. I think <laughs> no, unless, it see, was, George, unless it was George, sodomy was very pu- different. That's penisary um, contact yeah. with an ass. Um, oh no, no, no! Sodomy, <laughs> sodomy is uh, legally, I think, was defined as anything that wasn't penisary contact oh. with someone's Volvo. Really? That seems like a very wide range of things. <laughs> but that means that um, if you, a heterosexual much, yes. married woman, want to suck on your husband's balls, then that's sodomy. Yeah. No, really. I like, would call American the cops on you if you do that. Wild. I think they're mostly. That seems there, rude. Imagine. You know, I, I did see I did see a column in uh, today's Telegraph that said today's youth would rather suck balls than show correct deference to the royal family and i think that has a lot to say about society but i the way the way i i i weed out um like from my various sexual conquests uh, i weed out the mm. the damned leftists among them is i yeah. i paint my balls with the union jack so <laughs> okay. when they refuse to suck them i know they're a, i know they're a damned marxist socialist uh, communist yeah fascist. And they I cringe away like a vampire. <laughs> yeah, they cringe away like a vampire seeing a cross. They're just like, no, I can't handle it. Um, although the Union Jack also does work on vampires because it's shaped like a cross, so yeah. it's like a sort of double, <laughs> double attack. Um, uh, oh, and one thing two, we at least three cross- crosses. 
one thing we didn't mention about uh, about Nobby's character is that uh, he he shows up for the neighborhood watch because uh, he always wanted to be a cop, but he failed the tests. Mm, uh, so he holds yeah. a grudge against the police because they didn't want him. So that because he um, he failed the mental health test, which I didn't realize was actually a thing with American police. Um, it is <laughs> um, just super fucking easy to pass. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, you have to be an absolute psycho to not pass it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the Obviously joke, I guess. wanting here. to kill people. I guess maybe that's why this joke didn't land for me, because I don't know that much about, like, American police system and what kind of tests they need to pass. I mean, I think they were kind of edging towards the Jonah Hill fat joke to begin with. He also talked about, like, failing the physical, and then they oh, were of like, course. okay, maybe we need to... Oh, so new, ma- new material for a Jonah Hill character, yeah. then, yes. just, like, some, some new In 2012. Stuff. Okay. Yeah, no. it's never been yeah. before. I love 2012. What a good year. Ah. Things seem so hopeful in 2012. <laughs> um, yeah, we just thought the world is going to end. Yeah. But like, it's funny. a funny joke. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're not very far through no. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> We've been doing bits about having your balls sucked. It's important. <laughs> and all this talk of balls being suck, sucked makes me want to have a wee because pee is stored in balls. <laughs> 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 Well, this go is not then, a bit. George. I need, I need a week. Go for a week. <laughs> go piss, girl. Pete is stored in the balls. <sighs> I mean, you got to put it somewhere, right? Like, where else is yeah. it going to go? Exactly. What do you have a bladder? Yeah. That's a female trait for real. <laughs> I guess that also Pete then, yeah. if, uh, if we're having a break. Oh, I'll okay. be back in a minute. Standards falling everywhere, I see. <laughs> um, well, me and Chaz will just stay here with our bladders of iron, um, which is definitely true yeah. of my bladder. I've never had this happen to me before, where I've been caught short on a podcast. Robin's never had to pee or do anything on a podcast, no. <laughs> apart from just be present and in the moment. Um, I'm present in the moment and always in the mood. <laughs> yeah, that's what it. That's what I say in my kink story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, so so the watchers all gathered together, and we meet. Uh, they all drink and have a fun time, even though Evan Vimes doesn't want to because he wants to get serious. And we meet Vince Vaughn's um, teen daughter, oh, who she's like, my favorite love plot this. She wants to make out with boys, and it's awful. And Look, Vince Vaughn's very mad about it. Um, I've always enjoyed the American sexual morality that they often show in these kind of films <laughs> mm-hmm. where uh, it's very funny and you're also mm. extremely sympathetic to this man who's just going, my little girl, nobody's going to have sex with my little girl. If only one even takes my daughter's virginity, it's going to be me. And it's very uh, healthy it's, it's very and I love normal. it. I but love I it. Yeah. Every time I'm point. like, this isn't creepy as fuck. I don't like this. I thought at this point <laughs> we're not supposed to like uh, Vince Vaughn's character. Yeah, at this Colin. point, I was like, this is a funny joke, yeah, yeah. right? It's like he's yelling at his daughter while saying about how much he loves her and everything. Yeah, like, I thought this was going to be a setup, there, and that, and then later he <laughs> has to learn, like, a lesson about it. No, it but... never is. It's, like, sort of brought up as this possibility of it being, like, <laughs> guess... a character flaw, but it's always reinforced. Yeah, like, I guess I haven't seen, yeah. like, enough of these Terry Pratchett adaptations that I would understand, <laughs> but I, I just thought yeah. it was going to go in that direction. I mean, again, it's it's the subversion of expectations. You, yeah. you see a character doing something shitty and being creepy and possessive, and yeah, you expect, I guess. of, like, general storytelling narratives uh-huh. and sort of the norm that um, they would either learn from it or face some kind of comeuppance, but, like, this is doing something very interesting where it subverts your expectations by him being proved right all the time about how yeah. teenage boys are creepy. Mm. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teenage I, boys I are evil. And it's very but it's, natural but not to really, be extremely concerned about whether your daughter is having sex or not. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very, very much ma- like in the Tiffany Aching books where her dad's like, you're not allowed to have sex yeah. with Roland. And that's like a major plot point in those It's books. very normal yeah. to like see her boyfriend buy condoms and be like, ooh, nobody has a dick that is that big. Why is he buying extra large condoms? I love to be obsessed with adolescent people's genitalia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very normal. Uh, yeah. um, I, love I love to, to judge what kind of my dick own... my daughter is going to put inside her. Yeah, That's... I love to think about my daughter having sex constantly. Yeah. It's really normal. It's very healthy. <laughs> anyway... So we're going to get through this movie. <laughs> no, honestly, this is something that's often bugged me about these things. Like I've noticed in other like American media, can't name any of them, but I've, I've definitely noticed it. And I hate yeah. it. Every time it, it like makes me feel ill. I, do, I really, really don't like it. Mm. No, it's gross. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> Say I what you like about weird. Terry like... Pratchett, but normally his work is pretty sex positive. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's pretty Might be weird about it, it's like, but it, just it, do it if you want to. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty permissive. It's, what it's, is Nanny yeah. Og if not the most sex positive woman to have ever existed? Yeah, she's horny and he's like, this is cool. <laughs> they were talking about this on Trash Future um, when they were, to- oh, no, on Britonology where they're talking about carry on films, which is that even though there's this very sort of prudish, re- repressed image of British people, American media is far weirder about oh, sex than British so, media is. It's so much more like psychological and twisted. Like yeah, the, like most of the jokes just like are just mentioning that sex exists uh, and then going mm. oh, 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 it's it's sort of cringing about it. The British stuff is like oh oh nice knockers, Mrs. Ha ha, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you're not you're not supposed to feel like bad or cringy about it. Maybe it's more just like you're going ha those are nice knockers, mm. very funny. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I guess yeah, Bobby is an like, attractive young woman. Because German media, or I guess even like contemporary, like Hungarian entertainment, is like at this point so influenced by like what the standards in, in American media is. Like most most of our media is going to be like in, in some way try to ape like what made American movies successful. So. <laughs> That's what cultural hegemons do. They they pump out their ideology and their their morals and their ethical yeah. ideas. Yeah. And so like the same get subsumed the same it. kind of sexual morality. I would I would see the same way in German movies or in like in German comedies. Like it would be the the same kind of like oh this this dad might be a little too worried about his daughter, but it's still you know it's still right to do so. I mean, the portrayal mm. of sex in Japanese media is like heavily influenced by the uh, the like uh, se- censorship laws that the Americans put in after the war. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so they do a stakeout. Yeah, I just said, you know, in Danish media, it's about there's a kids show about a guy whose dick's too big, and I think that's good. Um, <laughs> that's Swedish. <laughs> that's his own. <laughs> I think that's a Swedish thing. Um, uh, I thought it was I Danish. Think it was Danish. Was it Danish? Um, sounds like more of a Danish thing. <laughs> Hello, um, uh, my penis is too large. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, a ton of, from what I've seen of like Danish movies, is that they go like extremely overboard in the opposite direction, where they're gonna be like, "Oh, it's not even. We can't even make uh, pedophile jokes an entire movie. <laughs> like that's that's what they'd be doing. Like they <laughs> they're gonna go." way too far uh, last in the last century like the a lot of like the porn that was not acknowledged as porn 
uh, for legal reasons in yeah. the US and the UK was Dan- were like Danish and Swedish films uh, that were like this isn't porn it just happens to involve like full frontal like penis and vagina sex and yeah. you know uncensored <laughs> yeah. and unsimulated <laughs> sex it's just a film it's a film about like it's nudist colonies where they all have sex it's fine yeah like all, all, the, all the like Danish, <laughs> yeah, all the Danish comedies I've seen were like the edgiest shit I have seen. Like, like there's a oh yeah, no they are there. Yeah. There's a movie uh, that that has Matt Mikkelsen in the in the lead role called Adam's Apples, and it's like about huh. about like a f- like a this priest who who is like at, in, at like a prison colony or so, not, not even that but it's like the the core conceit is that he there's like a nazi there and he tries to reform him but the nazi is gonna keep saying nazi shit uh and it's um very <laughs> funny <laughs> like it's it goes way too far uh wait is that supposed to be a comedy <laughs> it, it's it's like supposed to be like a dark comedy yeah i uh I, how the f- fuck have you guys watched so much Danish stuff? <laughs> it's not like the, the amount of times I've encountered anything Danish in my life is the pastries and watching Hannibal. I, mean, mm. I had, I had a Danish, Danish friend. No, but Mads Mikkelsen is. Yeah. Yeah, in this, in this, I believe. God. I've had. Um, <laughs> Hannibal actually is from Carthage. This is erasure. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah this, so they get drunk uh, anyway, the watch yeah, do um and then they go on patrol and the police are like you can't drink in an open carry and then area and then they pee into a can and it's funny um it's really neat about peeing in the can it's a very long joke yeah it's a very long running joke yeah. they discover a big orb that blows stuff up and so they there's a fun sequence so they just blow stuff up and it's like yeah dudes rock we love to watch explosions <laughs> Um, I would say about the like peeing in a can uh, scene um, is that they committed a very serious crime of having alcohol inside your car, even even if you're not the one uh, who's driving. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that it was like a crime in America. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's insane. They're also, it's ridiculous. Well, they're also really weird with alcohol, like the fact that the drinking age is twenty-one. They are. So that you can't have drinks like exposed on the street like you have that's to have insane. them in a paper oh bag. yeah you can't drink on the street that's so fucking okay. weird. Street, so, I mean, which is parts of street drinking is part of british culture yeah <laughs> there's parts of britain where you're not saying about german culture on the street but um but for the most part you can in Durham, you're not allowed to drink on the street isn't that because um, people kept falling in the canal or is it just because it's tory it was before then i don't know why well, um i don't know if it's like a we're a we're a nice town you can't be bad it's stuff like how in durham the clubs have to close at 2 a.m um mm. okay so there's another bit where they get egged by a child and then they then arrest the child and bring him to the police station and it's very epic um but then he's killed mm. so oh well not by the cops Oddly, but um, by a- no, not by <laughs> oh. the cops, by an alien again, subversion of expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's a bit where alien, I can't remember why. Are they sticking out? They're sticking out the old guy's house who they met earlier, and there's an alien in the bushes that's killed him. And Evan tries to give it some gum, but then it goes crazy and is like gonna kill him. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna kill Jamarcus, but doesn't. 
Um, and then Evan hits it with a guard gnome and thinks he's killed it. So he takes it back to their man cave where they take pictures with it and like dance with it and stuff and pretend to have sex with it. It's very funny. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. Um, I was laughing. I was like, what a great bit. Uh, <laughs> but it's not dead. Surprising. Um, but it's alive. And it steals the orb. And then it says that we are among us. <laughs> we are among us. us. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I, the, the like dialogue on that bit was so incomprehensible. I yeah. didn't get what they were talking about. Yeah, no, neither. <laughs> oh, I listened to this bit where this guy, the alien, spoke three times to try and understand what he said. Um, <laughs> I just picked it out from context later. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to do subtitles, but I couldn't because I was watching it on a very legal streaming website which oh, for I some have, reason didn't allow I, I was watching it on Netflix because it's on Netflix in Germany for some reason we don't have good shit on Netflix yeah. but we have all, all these uh, great Terry <laughs> Pratchett adaptations um, mm. good things on Netflix so I did have subtitles on but at the same time this is the kind of movie where there's nothing really going on visually that would be interesting um, where you mm. need to pay attention so I was like tabbing over or like looking at my phone a lot Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, well, same. that might be why you missed all the subtle um, <laughs> humor of this movie <laughs> and I, didn't appreciate it like me, who watched it all the way through without stopping. I will admit, I um, was completely checked out less than an hour into the film. Yeah, the second half mm-hmm. of this movie is rough. Like, it drags a lot. Because um, uh, I forgot to mention that Evan meets a neighbor who just moved in, yeah. who's okay. Oh, and throat, is Deborah. like, "You have good skin," and he's like, "Oh, this man's gay. I hate him." <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was if I was being hit on by a gay man, I would I would just be it would be really uncomfortable. I'd be like, Ugh, "What's going on?" <laughs> really good impression. I'm not. I'm gay. I'm um, a like I've got to go back home to have my female wife. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love how likable Ben Stiller is in this movie and how relatable he He's is? Very like, likable. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't come in my wife, but I'm going back to my wife anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't even mention his wife. There's so many subplots in this movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, none <laughs> know, of it's good. <laughs> yeah, so he has like a heart to heart with um, Bob Colon, where he's like, oh, "I can't make my wife pregnant because my sperm is n- nothing." Um, and he's like, I'm worried about work. my daughter. I'm worried about my daughter because I watched a Facebook video uh, on her Facebook where she's kissing a boy, and now I'm freaking out about it because she's not allowed to kiss boy on Facebook. Um, if any, and, if any man and fucks he, my daughter, I'm gonna kill him. And he doesn't like the boyfriend who's played by Nicholas Braun, which is cool. Hello, Nicholas Braun. Good it's to see you. Oh my god, Brad. that's him from the Antibody song. What? Yeah. <laughs> It's cousin I Greg. haven't watched Succession, so I just know him from the, like, Do what you song? have the antibodies the song? Antibodies. What the fuck is that? Yeah. He wrote a COVID song. Have it's you not watched good. the antibodies song? No. <laughs> it's about how you, you can only date if you have the antibodies, um, but if you don't, you have to stay away. Um, <laughs> you come within six feet, it's mask on, feet, mask good. on, mask on, mask on. But if you have antibodies, it's pants off, pants off. <laughs> it's great. Is I'll it send so? it to the chat. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty it, good. It, genuinely, um, I've, it was on my like top songs for last year because I listened to it so many times. Do you want to be I don't know, with just the concept yeah, of good. having like a COVID song is making me cringe so much. Like, uh, if you want to make a tomlet, you've got to suck a few balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That is true. Um, anyway, Nicholas Braun's here. Yeah, Cousin Greg from Succession. Um, to those who don't know the Antibodies song, for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know the Antibodies song, he's in Succession. You and probably other stuff. Of the if you don't know Succession, he's in The Watch 2012. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in this movie, which is The Watch 2012. Presumably other um, things. Yeah, so th- they're like, oh, what if it's this guy who um, is creepy because he's gay and creepy so he could be an alien they have an extended sequence where they're at costco again and they're like looking at people going oh they're all suspicious and it plays a song uh by the doors um the needle drops are so fucking bad in this movie there's mm, like the scene earlier that we mentioned where they find an orb and like shoot all around it and it plays like straight out of compton like this movie has a Mm. thing about playing like I guess NWA for the most part. Yeah. Um, which there's is a, few, a lot of these dudes films. There's a ton of NWA songs, and then there's a ton of like the most obvious uh, song that we could play at, in this scene. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, NWA can stand for Neighborhood Watch Association. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Maybe that's why they did it. Yeah. Maybe. It, maybe they did. Maybe. Uh, have you ever seen Maybe. the lovely uh, Amanda Palmer doing her fantastic covers <laughs> of NWA's uh, uh, Fuck the Police? Yeah. Um, with all the N-words left in, which really, uh, really, on the ukulele... A Why didn't they put that, that in this movie? Yeah, but... That's what the, I want to know. The thing you need to know about Amanda Palmer's um, Fuck the Police cover is that... Um, she was th- th- she she was doing a, a show in like Amsterdam or whatever and was outside uh, and the the cops showed up because she was drinking on stage or something um, so it's basically about her like the NWA song so she's Wait, about really? to cover is that it. why she played it yeah because she because she was being <laughs> oppressed by the police and she was like Haha, I'm just it's yeah. just like being a young black man in America yeah on one of the one of the performances uh, she has like a bit of a banter before it where she talks about how uh, how the cops showed up at one of her shows I didn't know this context this makes it worse <laughs> <laughs> being oppressed by the Dutch police just just for just for saying the n-word <laughs> No, the Dutch police like, would no, never you arrest be, uh, you for saying the N-word. Uh, yeah, they would. They'd be like, you, you've not got your regulation shoe polish on. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to be more racist. Sorry. Um, you're, not, you're not meeting your racism quotas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is kind of the bit where we have the pee joke. Haha, <laughs> pee pee, but I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember it. No. I'm, I was so tuned out for a second half of this movie. I... The, the the one point where I woke up where like the big teenage party started happening and uh, Jonah Hill was making yeah. like a wooga noises at all the teenage girls who were there. It was very yeah. cool. Which was very yep. funny, I thought, in contrast like... to obviously you have um, uh, what's his face, Nobby, uh, the other taller one next yeah. to him saying, oh no, my teenage daughter is here and she's going to have sex. And then next to him, Joan Hill being like, oh, teenage twins. Mm, and rubbing his hands but together. I, f- I, I feel like he was doing it as well. Like Vince Vaughn's character was like, oh, sexy teens. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. I like, mean, we could wait here and watch for a bit. It's like, you could, hey. I feel I like never someone watched. should... Um, I feel like someone should name uh, some kind of like psychological state of thinking about women. Um, in which, in which, like you contrast between maybe say a sex worker and uh, an eighties okay. pop star, yeah. 
Mm, <laughs> yeah, like the the purity of the eighties yeah. pop star who's like maternal. Yeah. Um, yeah like and a then Toya, like... Toya Wilcox uh, um, yes. prostitute. Uh, um, yeah, complex. complex. Yeah. That's mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that that sounds like a great phenomenon. You should write like a medium article about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would it would suck if uh, if like uh, let's be honest, guys, um, if there was a girl you had a crush on when you were sixteen and she was into your Star Wars jokes and sometimes you could see the outline of her boobs underneath her like sweater, but she was nerdy and she was always. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the best at school while you were like only okay but she was so hot but like it it was all like underneath a sweater that she was wearing and Mm. uh, it was all natural and then maybe you know you would dream about how you you would have sex with her but you would like fumble around a lot but it's okay uh and then like (laughs) 10 years later you're on a porn website and then you see her and she's wearing fuck me red lipstick yeah. Oh, mm. not lipstick. I hate lipstick, especially red lipstick. Not that's that's that's. Look, it's that's lying. It's lying to men. They're like. Yeah, you're telling them that your lips are purple. <laughs> yeah, which isn't true. Yeah, and uh, you know, <laughs> as a man, I can never tell what color lips women have until <laughs> you know in, uh, until they take their lipstick off, and I'm like, oh, wait, you're, t- you're telling me <laughs> your lips aren't actually a bright crimson red? <laughs> no, not bright crimson mm-hmm. red. Fuck me, red. Um, yeah, and yeah. you're just you're just wearing that to symbolize uh, a, a vulva, a Volvo. Sorry, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. a bright red <laughs> with Volvo. which you expect me to have penis hairy contact, but now, <laughs> now you have taken that lipstick off, and your lips are entirely normally colored. Yeah, like mm-hmm. any of the many skin tones that human beings can have. And you're so going to be watching. We've this gone into this episode trying to like you know hit every square <laughs> on that who watches the Washington <laughs> yeah we fucking are <laughs> talked about Amanda Palmer Patrick Rothfuss Neil Gaiman we're coming for you next buddy Look, I feel like we're I well into season Neil 3 Gaiman. now and season 3 is defined by me having watched The Sopranos and not shutting up about it <laughs> <laughs> Season three, the bit where we talk about the Sopranos every episode, <laughs> and George makes the same joke about uh, eating pussies. Pretty good. There is a okay. Um, there's a there's the scene in this where they're like staking out the gay neighbor's house who they think yeah. is an alien, and then um, they go inside, and he's really creepy, and they're like, "Oh my god, he's gonna skin us!" And then surprise, he hosts the most luxurious-looking orgies. <laughs> It looks pretty it's, sick, to be honest. Some smoking hot babes are there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can get your provides, well, well, we provides. Which is very considerate, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure most orgies do that. I think you have to bring your own. <laughs> I mean, you should like, yeah, at least provide very cleaning, well cleaning wipes with them. Oh, yeah. Well, you'd, you'd use you a condom really... between partners. That, oh, mm, that's yeah. very true. That's very true. Um, and then there's an yeah. epic payoff to a joke that was set up in the first act of the uh, movie. Such a good joke. Where the Asian woman shows up in front of uh, Richard Ayoade's character, Carrot. Uh, and she's like, uh, do you want me to suck your balls? And he's like, I will stay at this orgy and experience this. Look, um, and I... you know, it reminded me of a very great, um, like, brick joke from Dodgeball, <laughs> the movie with Vince Vaughn, uh, where he's classic. like, out there, there's a perfect woman for every man, sometimes even two. And then at the end of the movie, his love interest, um, is she, she was like, oh, my f- 
my friend is here and then they make out and he's like what you're a lesbian and she's like no i'm bisexual and then they both start making out with him <laughs> that's and what it's it like means. wow <laughs> that's, well, that's what it means bisexual- that's, there that's was two women right? for him Damn. that's that's so cool i've um I have both, yeah. I have both a man and a woman sucking on my toes right now, form. and that's what bisexuality is. <laughs> I wish. Can you just say, uh, I tell hate, them hello. I fucking hate Vince Vaughn. Like out of the <laughs> me too, dude. Out of the four of the main actors in this cast, um, he's easily the most despicable. Like I'm just gonna be yeah. looking at him, and I feel like I feel disgusted. Like I, I, I feel repulsed <laughs> by seeing this man. <laughs> He gives me really light. Just there's, there's like, there's something going on there. That is like the sort of this weird. That that is like I don't want to say toxic masculinity, but there's some like like weird shit going on. No, like it's there. Psychology. No, of I that think character. it is. It's so I bad. I mean, Vince yeah. Vaughn oh, is, is also like, like the most, ugh. the most, uh, the most of if you if you say American in like a derogatory way. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a representation of that. That's what this movie seems to be about, and it seems to be about representing almost a caricature of like what we as non-Americans would see yeah. as like Americans, which is that of either suburban dad who's like very lame, um, contrasted with like suburban bro guys have man cave weird about daughter. Um, mm. But then it's portrayed as this being like kind of cool at the end. Like it's sort of negative, but also kind of not negative. And I'm like, okay, so women are like this. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, it feels yeah, like there's it's... a turn in the movie at one point. Like it feels like someone was starting to write. It feels like Seth Rogen was starting to write the script, and he was like, mm, I'm gonna make this like a commentary about like toxic America and about like suburbia and guys and toxicity and whatever like you know and then we have like I'm gonna make this like a sharp satire right like I, I, like about this guy who says I am collecting friends from all ethnicities because I'm such a good guy I'm gonna satirize that and I'm gonna satirize the the guy who is way too obsessive about his daughter and has a man cave and you know all that shit and about the guy who drops out of police school and then he took a huge bong rip out of his funny weed uh (laughs) and then he just like he just like let the plot like go maybe like his co-writer evan goldberg took over and uh and he was like looking at what Seth Rogen has written so far, and he but he didn't get that it was supposed to be a satire of this these tropes. So he was like, "Oh yeah, it's mm. pretty fucked up that teenage boys are making out with teenage girls." That's let's uh, show you know, how evil that it's is. It's sort of like Look, if anyone's gonna fuck my daughter, it's gonna be me. Yeah. yeah, it's like the film version of what happens to like a bunch of American sitcoms where they start off as kind uh-huh. of satires. But then they get really attached to the characters and as they come on they just get more and more like weirdly sincere about everything until it like yep. collapses in on itself in that sincerity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like as a movie and over like an hour and forty yeah. minutes. It's um you know, I can't remember who it was and I can't remember exactly the, the words that they wrote, but the person criticizing Woody Allen about his comedy being self loathing but loving how oh, that's also that's Orson Wells. Yeah. yeah. The that <laughs> That that was that is what this this film and so many like it have to say about America. Mm. They mm-hmm. they sort of like oh look at this and they sort of cringe about like about the sort of awkwardness of these like awful people 
and they're like sort of empty lives and then it's and then and then it does a heel turn it's like actually this is great and just sort of it rides in its own shit <laughs> it feels like yeah like by the time we get to this to this party and then like the ending of the movie which is absolute dog shit like by that point it feels like it, it has like been taken over by like um an AI that just writes like stories based on what a three act structure is and what needs to happen at the end of a story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's maybe uh, some kind of animated paperclip. Yeah, let's just run through this. So they go to this party with these teen girls, and he sees his daughter, and she's kissing um bad Nicholas Holt, who then Daddy's like tries t- takes her up to his room and is like, it's implied he's gonna like sexually assault her or rape her or something. And but luckily her dad's there and saves her, so it was good that he was stalking her and followed her to this yep. party. Yeah, yep. um, he's vindicated, which is yeah, it's cool. And actually, he was right, and she apologizes for like being mad at him for being incredibly intrusive <laughs> into her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but Nicholas Holt, like character, Nicholas like Brown. beats the fuck out of him and like throws him through a glass window, which is like a bit out of the ordinary. Mm. Um, but he does have a big dick. And yeah. he does have big dick. Yeah. And, oh, then, my and then, for my magnum dong. <laughs> if only for yeah. that was that <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, he has an arg- he leaves, and then he has an argument with Vimes about like wanting caring about his daughter more than the aliens that are going to take over the world or whatever. And they have a falling out, but it lasts for like five minutes mm. <laughs> because he then goes and tells his wife that he's infertile, and she's like, "It's fine." Um, so then he comes back because Richard Ayoade appears and is like, I was an alien the entire time, but I've I've learned to love Earth, so <laughs> I, I this would warn twist. you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. That's what British people thinking, for oh, you. British people know two things. Is... It's be an alien and get your balls up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. uh, be an alien, fetishize Asian women, uh, mm. and get your balls. <laughs> yeah. I mean... They probably thought it was very clever that they were having Richard Ayoade being extremely weird, um, and then it turns out he's an alien, so it's like, that's why he's extremely weird. But also, it's 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 mm. not very clever. It's just kind he's of... Not, yeah. He's not that weird. Like, he's been no. weirder in other stuff. Yep. I guess maybe it's because we're European and we just see this as normal. Um, mm, that's true. Yeah. Mm. This movie does have the effect on me that um, all movies with one British cast member have where even though I know Richard Ayoade is British um, when he's in a conversation with all of the other characters who have American accents I always think oh he's putting that accent on which I find <laughs> with every movie where with a majority American cast I always think the, the British people are faking it I'm just like that's not a real accent it's like John, John mm. Oliver in Community John he's Oliver like, just on his own sometimes <laughs> Yeah. I actually, I have a different thing where I genuinely, if I'm like, unless I'm thinking about it, I can't tell if a character is speaking in an American accent or a British accent. I'm just like, it all sounds the same in my brain. It's because we and listen I have to, to like, too many think American about it. voices that we're like, <laughs> and yeah. you don't go outside yeah. because there's a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I can. I That's can true. That. No, I'm like, this could be just an accent. This means nothing to me. Anyway, all my friends are podcasts, take it slow. Do you think the reveal that um, that Richard Ayoade is uh, is an alien is it like inspired by uh, by the like uh, oh carrot might be actually king or have king's blood or whatever? No, 
I thought so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Again, it's up to interpretation. Death of the author. I thought so. I thought maybe it was like to do with him like being um, raised raised as a dwarf, yeah. maybe. Because um, that hadn't come up. But then I thought that maybe that was to do with him being British. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think that's, that cool. might have been like what they were trying to do with that. So anyway, oh, yeah. he's like, oh, bad stuff's going to happen. And they're like, oh, what do we do? Where would they go? Where would they stage an invasion? And they're like, oh, it must be Costco because like everything's there yeah um you know everything you need in one place <laughs> huh, we love costco we just added another 10 uh, grand to their movies funding <laughs> yeah uh so they're like oh let's get guns and go there so they go to nobby's house and get like a bunch of his guns that he has and he yells at his mom and but he's actually nice to her when they leave so it's cool yeah um they go into the costco and then the police arrives and they have a fight, but there's aliens. One of them dies. They shoot aliens. Uh, no. Um, the wife's there for some reason. She's like here and there now. Me, she now knows wife. that Ben Stiller um, doesn't have any semen in his semen um, yeah. or something. He, he's infertile. Um, his semen he's repository about yeah. it for I don't know how long, possibly years. And she finds out and she's just like, oh, it's okay, we'll figure it out. Um, Instead of being, I wouldn't Mm. say, justifiably very angry. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, Fellas. the kind of thing you'd probably find out together if you were were trying to get pregnant. It seems like the kind of thing, if you were trying trying for a baby and were like thinking about it in terms of like medical trying for a baby, Mm -hmm. that'd probably be like one of the first things you did. I yeah. do wonder if Together. this if this <laughs> if this tries to appeal to like the dude bro audience who is like yeah I would also never I would also be very anxious revealing to my wife if I am not manly enough because I don't have any sperm in my balls because uh, <laughs> Ben Stiller is clearly like supposed to be the relatable one right yeah but the uh. issue the issue is that is not that he doesn't have any um, shooters. It's that mm-hmm. he he found out and then did not tell his wife who he has been trying to conceive a He's child. He's been trying to have, have a child with him for a long time. <laughs> like, I, there's absolutely no shame of being infertile. Like, it's fine. You can sort it out. There's a million yeah, no, of course, of course there's no shame in it. I just, like... <laughs> oh, no, no, I wasn't suggesting that you were saying that. But <laughs> wonder it's, if, it's like, yeah, that was the culture in 2012 where it was, like... Uh, yeah, it's only only the gays and the girls don't have any sperm. Mm. I think it's like a masculinity yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Where it's like, ah, oh, your 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 virility, you know. Seed. Um, I mean, this whole this yeah. whole film and a lot of these comedies are just like loads of really weird like psychoses from a certain like class <laughs> and racial thing in America. Like it, it really yeah. is like that whole genre of comedy that this this is kind of past the glory days of it. Yeah, the glory days probably like two thousand to two thousand and ten, maybe a bit earlier. But it's it's just this I don't know this sort of weird like sort of semi gross out gross out however you say yeah. that. Um, it does feel. Semi- I did like Anchorman. I think Anchorman's like, a good movie. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't really like it. I don't like Will Ferrell very much, but it is a lot funnier than this. <laughs> yeah, Anchorman was like funny. the peak of this of this genre of movies. Um, but they're they're full of like they're full of like 
psychoses of the American, like, middle-aged, like, white American guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's trying to, like, you know, you have these complexes and you're trying to, like, work it out through the to the genre of comedy <laughs> and everyone's like, haha, I relate to that because I'm also weird about my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm the person who is on, like, the kind of bodies which would commission films like this, yeah. pay for films like this, and it turns out the people who are making them and the people who are commissioning them uh, seem to also think uh, are from the same like background, and the people that they are targeting them at they think is the default person, and they're all, and they think they're also from the same background. That's yeah. weird. I wonder what that kind of background <laughs> and sort of default person is mm. like uh, yeah. in a in a sort of statistical um, mm-hmm. demographic sense. And anyway, it's it's weird that Terry Pratchett would do this. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's such a wild choice, too, because this is, like, way past the prime, like, as we mentioned, way past the prime of this type of comedy, like, which was, like, in the mid-2000s, 2012. And it's wild that, like, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg would be, like, mm, I'm gonna try to revive this genre by pulling out, like, the classic, literary classic of, of like, comedic uh, literature, Terry Pratchett's Discworld books, and I'm gonna try to inject some of that into this genre. I don't know, maybe maybe if they had gone with more of a Terry-type humor, maybe then this mm. uh, movie would have been, like... Because I feel like a, a little bit of a... I know we always said, you know, adaptation is whatever, you don't have to be, like, close to the source material, you can do whatever you want with it. I think if if it had been a little bit closer, it might have been more interesting to do a, a Discworld movie with like this type of cast uh, and then this type of setting. Um, like maybe if they had just like actually followed the plot of one of the Discworld books, but like have them these American characters and set it in America, that could have been interesting. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's just that's not what happened here. Yeah, it just really feels um... like one of. Like a one-of-a-dozen uh, type uh, yeah. bad comedy that came out every year. like. And it could have been a good Discworld adaption, yeah. so it does feel like a waste. Yeah. Um, I just remembered, I just glanced at my notes, the Lonely Islands in this movie. They, <laughs> oh yeah, they're jerking each other yeah. off, which feels like a bit on the nose for this movie. <laughs> um, well, the director of this movie is Akiva that Sheffer, one of them directed is, yeah. it. Yeah, you know, joking each other off in the movie that you're directing that isn't a great mm. movie. It's a bit like, oof, <laughs> oof. I like, don't know, man. The um, have done good movies. Like, yeah, Popstar's maybe, fucking great. Popstar is Pop, good. Popstar's uh, very funny, yeah. I liked the Michael Bolton special they did um, with... Yeah. Uh, with... I like the Smash Brothers. Bash Brothers. Uh, yeah, thing. Bash Brothers. The, the Bash Brothers. Uh, yeah. The Bash Brothers. That's yeah. it. That's a very weird and fun yeah. film. And, and they weren't well, that well directed. I, I feel like it might be really more of a writing problem. <laughs> like more like <laughs> I'm gonna blame Evan yeah. uh, Goldberg and Seth Rogen's writing more on this. Frankly, no one, no one in this is trying. This is this is a no. movie done purely uh, on autopilot. It's just they're like this is the kind of movie that gets made. Uh, it's like a vague concept that they think might work, and it just it just got an automatic, whatever, like you know, like ten ten mm. million or something, and then and yeah, then it's just squirted. It's out. got famous people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, One thing that jumps out to me this it, it's something that um, Riley and Andrew Law kept saying about bones in the Boney Island Whitefish, which is good, mm. good, good little podcast series, and that. This movie has like zero tension. 
there are like there's like the idea of tension is set up and then whenever mm. like any like tension like that might come to a head there might be an actual conflict between characters mm-hmm. um they just go oh well never mind or like yeah. in the case of evan not being able to come in his wife and not telling her <laughs> yeah um well, he does say he can come in his wife. Well, he just doesn't do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Evan being yeah, it's just like gestures to conflict that you could, you've seen in other movies and goes like, you know that this is yeah. something that characters get upset about. Yeah, and then... But doesn't like she, genuinely explore it. He tells her and she's like, oh, well, that I wish you'd told oh, me, well. but never mind. And then the conflict yeah. between Vince Vaughn and his daughter where, you know, he doesn't want his daughter to fuck. And then, oh... Wouldn't you know it? Turns out the guy uh, she was seeing was actually a creep, and she didn't want to fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was also an alien, so it's yeah. fine. <laughs> There's no just conflict goes to there. Show, really. The alien yeah. invasion plot is such an afterthought for what <laughs> it really is. Yeah. For what should there have was... been like the main plot or the main threat? Like it could have been like fucking. I guess it's a later movie, the the world's end. But like could have been. Yeah, I was I like was thinking that. of the same film. Yeah, me too. It's, well, it's sort of similar, isn't it? But like a lot, it's a lot. It's a lot better yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, in many ways. <laughs> it's probably the weakest of the Cornetto trilogy, but oh, uh, I like but it. like yeah. it's still inter- Like it has things. Like it has things about it that are interesting. Interesting, mm. despite its flaws, and it is funny. Yeah, and like it has like it's sort of deeply sad as well. Extremely yeah. sad. Yeah, it's about yeah. growing up and not being able to grow up and. Um, you know, growing up in a in a miserable place, like a small town, yeah, <laughs> and the kind of damage that you get from that, and dealing with and being like, what, what if, what if I was great as a teenager, and ever since I've just declined, mm. and now I'm nothing. Yeah, and and, I, but, yeah. but like that movie also happen, has like the, the alien invasion happens as like something that because they are also already have like their personal problems, and then the alien invasion mm. happens as like a. a distraction or like an additional problem or whatever to their personal problems and then but it's also that. like a metaphor yeah yeah and right because it it's like that. you go back to your old town and everything's changed and yeah. it's all like the same but mm. it's different and it's like in this they're literally been replaced by aliens mm. and like yeah. you literally can't go back because it's been taken over which is the sort of, i got i got excited about, sort of... about the fact because when i like before i started watching this like i saw like a quick summary and i saw oh it's an alien invasion uh movie and i got excited because i thought like the, the oh that's a new twist on terry pratchett like the, having an alien invasion plot mm. happen in like Morpork, that's a cool concept <laughs> um it is a cool concept <laughs> they just d- didn't really do anything with it which which is a shame yeah i mean a big part of what makes the world end interesting i mean which is all this with all of the the Cornetto trilogy it yeah. is this obsession with genre and it's pastiche and it's like the people who've made it have watched an enormous quantity of, of of films and like film a lot and have like compressed their love of film and the, their appreciation for a certain like genre of film into into the film they want to make and used it in a way that mm, sort of uh, imparts the message they want to impart and mm. in this, uh, there's like I think maybe like one re- one reference to to something outside of like <laughs> th- 
outside of the film's plot of it just like there are aliens there they just kind of are there they show up yeah. uh, they're, fe- they're defeated at the end and I think there's one vague visual reference to aliens in which you can see the shadow of the aliens running along a tunnel mm. and that's it yeah and 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 it, it, they they don't really mean anything they have no they have no like wider meaning or just aliens, symbolism bro. they're just they're just aliens yeah they're just sort of there yeah and the whole plot they have they even... have a theme but it's that they're a threat to um nuclear suburban life which to me honestly yeah. let them take it yeah fucking burn down that whole town yeah <laughs> Yeah, so what happens at the very end, just because I know that the audience really yeah. wants to know, um, Evan finally is that, comes uh, in <laughs> yeah, the, they fight the aliens, um, but they're saved by Jamarcus, who's switched sides because he loves to have his balls sucked. Um, yeah. So he kills a bunch of them and reveals a very funny detail that their weak point is their dicks because that's where their brain is. Um <sighs> Mm. good joke uh, so they all have to shoot him in the dick and then they have a video game sequence where they shoot them a lot in the dick and kills them they get the orb so that they can't do the invasion and then they blow up the Costco with the orb um, and it looks like they're dead but actually they're fine and cool in the end they get daughter which they adopt mm-hmm. um, which was an option the whole time um, really? I'd it's, it's funny because films is a secret trick and films don't want you to know this um, <laughs> you can be fertile and still adopt a child as your first choice fuck no no not possible um, the only way Bob... I'm getting a child is by doing huge big cums in my wife's pussy am I right boys <laughs> I'm an American man that was did you watch that insane? Was it the Janelle Monet like series on Netflix about sex where they talked to that couple who were willing to spend like sixty thousand mm. dollars to have like a, a biological child or yeah. something insane? It's it's kind of like what is the point of the baby? What is the point of the child if if that's? I mean, you'd just be like, damn, spent so much money on this I child. I, I mean, at the end of the day, isn't it the act of raising somebody and being a parent and not that that child is an exact 50-50 representation of your yeah. relationship? The adoption thing is mm. so nothing because I don't even think they even say the words adoption in the movie. No, they just have one and they're like... We yeah, do, they, yeah. Just I saw, see, they just show like a little montage at the end where they're like... There, there's a little girl running around um, Evan and Sybil Vimes's uh, household and it's cool and we're supposed yeah. to understand as the viewer this is the, the most that has been required from us as a viewer to connect two things is we're supposed to understand oh they adopted someone but like, <laughs> they clearly didn't care about it enough to make it a bigger thing uh, yeah. at which point why was this necessary? Well, Why was this so just so you know that it's okay, and that actually the characters we care about, and um, we really care about their struggle about having a child, um, it's really important <laughs> to us as the viewer. But it worked out, and <laughs> they have adopted a child. Such a like fifth-rate struggle, like besides everything else <laughs> that was going on. Like, well, that's the thing. I mean, we're supposed to think that this is like the emotional core of the movie, but also there mm. isn't. Like, it turns out there's actually no real tension apart from him having told her. And then he tells her, like, "Mm, uh, maybe like an hour and ten into the film, I think. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Time yeah. went weird towards the end. I, I actually <laughs> yeah. forgotten the entire, like, after the house, after the Costco blows up, I'd forgotten it all. So. <laughs> That's quite near the end. I mean, yeah, but I couldn't remember what actually happened after that. <laughs> they have to blow up the Costco to kill the aliens, which is symbolic of... Um, <laughs> destroying capitalism yeah, well, yeah. but it's okay because a new one will rise from the ashes we're told so that's fine <laughs> um there'll be a new costco don't worry if you were worried about the costco don't worry cost- about it the costco will the costco return has more that. of an empathetic character in this movie than anybody <laughs> else it is why that costco would sponsor an um, adaptation of terry pratchett uh, so much when like those yeah. books are like very clearly like the, the, the representation of capitalism in those books, uh, Simon Debla, he's like clearly the worst guy. Like he's the, 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 those those books clearly like don't show a positive view of t- capitalism. So yeah, and and in Reaper Man, the um, supermarkets are actually like yeah. the, the villain, right? <laughs> mm. Like the mega stores, they're actually like the villain of Reaper Man. So yeah, mm. yeah, and then there, uh, yeah, it's it's sort of about the the, the cultural. M- m- Cultural monogamy, cultural um, <laughs> cultural monogamy, monogamy. Yes. Oh, cultural <laughs> monoculture, which I should have just said monoculture. The economic monoculture and like mm-hmm. spatial and like sh- sort of shop monoculture that you get mm-hmm. through increasing capital capitalism in in mm-hmm. towns, which is a big part of what the uh, World's End is about as well. It's sort of <laughs> wiping out of uh, individual pubs, a uh, fine space, uh, and turning them to all the same pub. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sky pub sports bar. Yeah, or it, it, they just Yeah, it's a weather spoons or they have like all the same decor. They all have the same carpet. Uh, mm-hmm. Apart from yeah. weather spoons who always have extremely weird pu- carpets. Yeah. Um uh and like the same like fake wood paneling and the, they serve the same beers and yeah. the same menu because they all come from like one deep frozen warehouse. Yep. Yep. Uh, and um, this this film is about nothing. It is about it's psychosis. About how, it's about doing big, huge cums in your wife's pussy. Because Bob 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 finds that his uh, his daughter now has a new boyfriend who's afraid oh, of him. So that's good. Oh. Um, and that's fine. Oh. And she's like, "It's so cool that you're afraid of my dad." Um, <laughs> and then Franklin uh, Franklin Nobby he gets to be a policeman uh, yes. um, because it's fine that he's insane. <laughs> Finally, his and dream has been fulfilled. He yeah. can become a cop, and the, the the and the voiceover is like sometimes the people you didn't realize were were great were actually great, and I'm like I'm not sure that this, this could have been tracks. None of these people have done anything to prove themselves. If like being great, one other person that had a pass at this script that could have made it like if if they crank up the satire a little bit more, this could have been like a good punchline at the end. If we're supposed to believe it's bad, but it's clearly supposed to be like the epic payoff after the after the like Costco thing where yeah. our heroes get yeah. what, <laughs> so, what isn't they it, deserve. He he did a speech and the policeman was like, Damn, we should have enlisted you in our force because you're yeah. great and cool and inspiring mm-hmm. which was a scene that made me eat my own face. <laughs> no, um, I think it's it's a very um American story arc of a character's main conflict being not allowed to become a cop. And then being allowed to become mm. a cop at the end of the movie, um, despite he like the fact he's clearly too. fucking insane and has a small arsenal of personal weapons yeah. under his bed. Yeah, um, and he keep, he forcibly kisses uh, Evan's wife, whose name I keep forgetting. She doesn't have one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> See, it's Sybil. Really I don't know what... wife. Oh, Sybil, of course. Um, <laughs> do you I know, know how you do could you forget know that. How much? 
you want to know how much this film costs to make? Oh, please tell me. $68 million. No, so close. $68 million well spent. Um, there's you a very spent funny. A million more and would have been funny. <laughs> there's a very funny detail on the Wikipedia page that says Vaughn began negotiations to star as Bob McAllister in 20. Bob Colon in 2011. The character's relationship with his daughter being what convinced Vaughn to take the role. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hill's what? involvement was uh, confirmed in August, and his prior commitment to the watch forced him to decline a role in Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained. <laughs> you fucking passed them a Tarantino movie to be in this? <laughs> I, I hate yeah, this I'm man, but he got what he deserved. Like the greatest director, but he's fucking. Everything he's done is better than this movie. <laughs> Yeah, like, he at least has yeah. some kind of creative vision, you know? Yeah. I have problems with him, but, like, he he, he can create art uh, to a certain extent, you know? Yeah. This mm. is not art. Ooh, yeah. um, oh, Doug Jonah Jones Hill. was the alien. Jonah Hill spent, um, spent two weeks using... using uh, oh, God. I can't speak today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jonah Hill spent two weeks learning to use a balisong knife for his part. That's Good real for method af- acting for that, for that like, 30-second mm. segment where he uses one. Yeah. Vince Vaughn describes himself as a libertarian. He supported Republican presidential candidate Ron Paul in both the 2008 and 2012 elections and Rand Paul in 2016 election. In June 2015, Vaughn expressed his opposition to gun control. On June 10th, 2018, Vaughn was arrested on suspicion of drunken driving and resisting arrest at Manhattan Beach, California, after failing a sobriety test. I can't see him doing that. (laughs) Well, uh, did you know Vince Vaughn's first film was uh, called For the Boys? (laughs) Wow! I'm not joking. Remember when? Remember when he when he played Norman Bates in the Psycho remake? Did he? They did a Psycho remake. Yeah, yeah. they did a shot for shot re like it's it's, oh it's a God, shot for shot that. remake of of Hitchcock Psycho, just like set in the nineties. Um, why? But like, why? why? <laughs> money. It yeah, is it is like Psycho is like the the one example that people used to bring up when when they talk about like unnecessary movie remakes. <laughs> Holy shit! He was in Sex and the City. <laughs> of course, he was. Yeah, I think do I remember him? There's like a bunch of people who play one-off guys in Sex in the City. There's like <laughs> they have there's to play a bit one of where their um, boyfriends who's like got one yeah. single foible that makes them not like them. Yeah, it's pick. very it's a great show. <laughs> it's what I was gonna say fun. about earlier when we talked about like the way the police is portrayed in this uh, in this mm. movie, like and once again, like back to the point of how it seems to set up something that could be commentary, but then fails to. Or then completely chickens out on it towards the end. Like right at the beginning, there's a there's a bit that starts out pretty funny and then becomes less funny as it keeps repeating and repeating. But there's a pretty funny bit how uh, when the security guard dies, uh, this this one policeman is immediately suspecting uh, Evan to to have killed his friend and. Uh, and it's like I feel like the, I thought like the actor's performance at that point was like pretty funny because he was always like oh so you so it was your friend right everyone could say that uh, oh he just got uh, his his permit uh, to be like a legal immigrant I, I bet you hated that like 
and that at that point you'd be like oh yeah right because the police sucks and they uh instead of like actually investigating uh who did it they would just like blame it on anyone right mm-hmm. and then it keeps going and going and becomes less and less funny and then in the third act of the movie when the alien invasion happens uh the the other policeman gets eaten by the by the aliens and at that point we're supposed to think oh this policeman is just like us because now he's sad about his friend Mm -hmm. Mm. this movie is like it's very much portraying the cops in like a bumbly can't solve a crime to save their life kind of way which is true of that's true to life but um (laughs) but then it's not because institutionally that's an issue it's because these two guys are fucking morons and what they should be doing is hiring um, the absolute psychopath that Jonah Hill plays yeah. in this movie to have a gun and a badge instead. Um, he would, I think, certainly be much more efficient about murdering people. <sighs> yeah, I Sorry, feel like, I just, I feel I've like just the learned Reddit's... a horrifying fact that oh. um, N- Nicholas Braun uh, was actually in two episodes of The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Oh, so. oh God. <laughs> it's all connected. Wait, it's really? all connected. Yeah, he was in he was in two episodes in season one. He played Randy, which Randy, I don't remember. I don't remember Randy. Was we he all... the guy at the chicken store? I don't know. It's been so long. Randy. Um, uh, I want nothing more than to watch Secret Life with my friends. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to do a <laughs> Seth Rogen fat funny bong rip and watch Secret Life with my friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I get so high that I I am physically incapable of watching the film without almost dying from laughing. (laughs) Yeah, I want to get so high I can't breathe. I would love to become funny Seth Rogen in real life, Um, just like rip a huge bong. Um, Yeah, I saw Pineapple Express. Funny movie. They do weed. Um, they do be doing weed in that one. I haven't even seen Superbad, so maybe that one's Michael good. Sarah, I don't know. It? We like him. It's fine. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to stop talking about this movie now. I think. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. We, we, we reached our conclusion. Okay, I so first of all, I'm going to ask you that the Discord Reddit doesn't say anything about this. I, I can't <laughs> believe it's not a thing that comes up constantly about how they failed so badly at adapting this world in 2000. Maybe they like it. I don't know. Do you think they like it? Do you think this is worse or better than The Watch 2021? No, it's worse. Much worse. I guess it's shorter. Like, you can get through it uh, in less time. It doesn't feel short, though. It It doesn't. It doesn't feel short. for a movie, even though it's sort of normal time. Um, The pacing, I'd say, is it has that thing where it feels very, like... It's like... There's a lot. Co- there's a lot of plot lines, but yeah. they're all stupid. So it feels like it's going very slow, even though it's going quite fast sometimes. Yeah, which is not unlike the watch TV show, honestly. Yeah, no, but that always. <laughs> I'm always amused by that. Yeah. I never watch the watch TV show, and I'm like, I'm never. I was never really looking at my bored. watch. Yeah. 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 I'm it- like, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, with the TV show, I was like entertained at least for the most time, even though like. Once you start unpacking it, it's all rotten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't hang together, but yeah, you're not like, this is yeah. just so basic and like anyone would come up with this. It's th- very much like, why did they do this, you know? <laughs> the Watch TV show couldn't have been generated by an AI. Like, it, that was 
human beings had put genuine effort and love into it. Uh, and I didn't like what came out, really. <laughs> I thought there <laughs> yeah. were some redeeming qualities to it. Um, but, like, you know, it, it, was, it was an effort. And there is absolutely no effort in, in, yeah. the, in the Watch 2012. <laughs> Maybe yeah. the next time I, they try to adapt it, they're going to nail it, like, third time's the charm. Yeah. Mm. They're just pressing the funny movie button you know, <laughs> in some Universal Studios yeah. or something. Yeah, it was just... Just the, 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 to me, the pacing felt like everything was like at one point everything started feeling so inconsequential that I, it it became like harder and harder to to start giving a shit. Like, I I watched a really bad movie, um, Lady in the Water for a podcast recently, and <laughs> that movie had more like outright incomprehensibly bad shit in it. But that was at least so bad that. I was like watching in awe, seeing how yeah, bad it mm. is and how convinced M. Night Shyamalan was by all the badness that he put on screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. this one, it just felt like nobody <laughs> gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely like corporate and very empty as a movie. Where there's some movies you can tell like they were trying something and it yeah. didn't work, but the earnestness kind of makes it so bad that it's good. And that's not the case here. Um, yeah, we like those films. We want them to continue to be made. (laughs) Yeah, I I want Neil Breen to continue to just, like, wring his brain out onto a a movie camera. Absolutely. And and so we can can watch whatever the fuck is going on in there, because that's fun. Yeah. That's interesting. It it, it does, even when it tells you that he thinks it would be great if 300-something million people were killed because they're bad. uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even when it's that, at least <laughs> at least that's someone's genuine idea rather than just this, which is not yeah. But I don't know if I like that. That's his genuine idea. <laughs> no, I don't. Neil Neil Breen has definitely been watching some conspiracy shit. I'm telling you, uh, the humanoids thing. Remember, he was a humanoid. Yeah, that is. I can't yeah, I mean, it. Alex Jones was talking about that the other, the other week. So, <laughs> <laughs> like that, Neil's definitely been watching some shit. I'm telling you. I'm believing you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode of Who Watches the Watch. Um, <laughs> At this Who podcast. watches the watch? Who At this watch podcast watch? goes to goes to the movie. We once again watch the watch, proving that we will do what we have set out to do. Yes. Uh, we're achieving our mission a state statement. We're we're fulfilling our goals. <laughs> we're um, keeping up to our key performance indicators and we're achieving all the things, you know, that we should be. Mm-hmm. Wait, have you, um, you been reading my emails again? Uh, <laughs> we, you know, we're hitting that engagement uh, target all the time. Ten tweets an hour. Mm. I'm, I'm blasting We're anti-gaging them off. here. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, you know, we're maximising our performances. Uh, uh, this yeah. is what they call synergy. <laughs> I'm, this is we're all synergized. I'm right, giving right this now. film a generally negative review, but um, I'd focus on the plotting, uh, the frequent vulgar and offensive jokes, and the numerous product product placements as <laughs> negative elements of this film. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'd review Hill and Ayoade's performances more positively, you know, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> but still not that positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gave it a 1.5 on Letterboxd out of 5. Um, it's not it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's one of the, like, 
movies that doesn't really have the pleasures of a truly bad movie yeah i have artemis fowl still the newest movie i have seen uh i just looking at my letterbox i have that at one and a half out of five stars truly one of the worst movies i have ever seen in my life i i have gave it to worse rating than pass through (laughs) but at least artemis Uh. fowl was entertaining in uh, in ways that at least artemis fowl was a movie where i was like this is truly like nothing else I have seen. I completely forgot we watched Animus Fall. Oh, I still haven't seen that. Like, oh, it's so oh my god. And it's bad. But <laughs> it's, it's so something. <sighs> anyway, yeah, this is this has been Who Watches the Watch watching the watch um, as ever. We watch the watch. We'll see you. Are we taking a break after this or are we taking a break before this? This week. So we're, this. we're taking okay. a break before this. So. If you're hearing this, we took a break. Thanks. <laughs> we took a break before this came out. We but took a break, but that break was maybe like three days because the episode releases have been late. So, like, <laughs> don't, yeah. say, don't say we didn't warn you, but we took a break. <laughs> <laughs> we took a break. If you're hearing about this for the first time now, like, sorry, I guess, but like, we took a break. No, we're warning um, them now because this is before we've taken the break. Yeah, you know? I, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> because I don't yeah. know when you're planning to release the next episode, but. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> the break is going to be time, however long it takes between that and this one. So it may also have been that the break was between the second and the third Lords and Ladies episode. Who knows? Mm-hmm. No, I... Yeah. Um, <laughs> there has been a break somewhere. There'll be a break somewhere. Um, but April Fools. Next, next week... <laughs> April... F- no. No. <laughs> there was no Fools. Apart from us. The a, Fools were us for we watching this April movie. Fools jokes. <laughs> uh, we would never do one, so jot that down. Um, yeah, so the next week we'll be reading Men at Arms. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so that's exciting. Back to our uh, it's good that we watched uh, the watch again, like before reading a watch book. So now we, now we can like, we're gonna have it fresh in our memory and can contrast them to the book. <laughs> Yeah, yeah now, we're, now we're prepped. One thing about having watched this film is I, I will never have to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will, I will be dead and gone forever before I watch this film. That is true, but I'm also, like, sorry. if we hadn't watched it for this podcast, you would never have watched it in your life. You would never have had to have watched it. You know, I mentioned oh, this to my, to my family that I was watching this, and both my brother and mum had already seen it. <laughs> my mum was like, that, was that the one where the aliens have an orgy or something? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. What did they think? What did they think of it? Can we get your mum and brother's review? Um, I think they thought it was bad. I don't think either of them really remembered anything that happened. That's about right. Yeah, <laughs> that's this movie. Give us money on Patreon, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you should, you know, if you, yeah, if you like more of this, you can give us money to our Patreon, where we write a book called Heart Spell that people love, and they're always telling us how much they love it. So you could love it too. Um, yes. Although you can also re- you can also listen to it for free by finding Heartspell the Immortal Incantations on a podcasting app. Um, but Wait, you know that's that is Immortal Incantations on Heartspell. Otherwise, you won't find it. It's <laughs> it will probably come up if you put those three yeah. words into the search bar. <laughs> I will say, um, as someone who didn't write it, you should you should uh, you should listen to it because they put a lot of effort in. It's very good. It's very funny, and I put even more effort in trying to do a French and a Spanish accent in the same paragraph. <laughs> It's really good. I yeah. like when you come on those. You can also just support us if you only listen to this uh, and still want to give us money or want to hear your name shouted out. 
yeah, if you want your name shouted out, which you do, then you can give us like five-ish currency, probably. Yeah. Um, and maybe pound. I don't even know what currency it's in. It's like a certain amount of money. Um, <laughs> five, five like alien the, like, crumbs. Five years, like these people. Five uh, and more pork dollars. Get it? Discord oh. joke. Discord. Oh. I've heard of that. I love to spend my ank more pork dollars at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah big huge thanks big huge thanks okay to i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> big huge thanks a big huge a big thanks. huge thank, thanks in my wife's <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> a big huge thanks to all our rinse flower stand patrons Terran, new Ooh. person Welcome, hope you like this one. <laughs> Big flat bunt. <laughs> Slime Simon, uh, boyfriend of the show. Thomas, Ooh. Hank the Tank. Uh, Justin Crandell, Milk Succubus. Ooh. Rise and Grind Memes for Side Hustling Deans. And MNDM. And uh, very special extra shout out uh, to all our Bjorn Strong in the Arms, uh, uncles of the show. Carrot Lime and Slime so Simon. Strong. Thank you so, so much. We love you more guy. than our other patrons because you give us more <laughs> money. That's how it works. It's yeah. quantifiable. Yeah, you're um, our real friends mm-hmm. if you give us yeah. that amount of money. I guess we forgot to say, like, yeah. if you give us that amount of money, if you give us 10 euros or $12, then you will also get a physical copy of Heartspell when it's out, TM. Mm-hmm. Which won't be that long, really, like a few months, yeah. probably. Yeah. I mean... Enough time you... for the anticipation to build up. Get the word going, uh, s- spread it, tell your friends. If you if you pay $100 a month, I will come to your house and r- read to you in my very accurate Spanish accent. <laughs> I'd love that. That sounds great, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, someone on Twitter saw the cover and didn't know what it was and was like, it looks like bad Amazon erotica. So and I did I a like, good yes. job, is what I'm yeah. getting from that. That's so exactly yeah, what Robin, I'm trying Robin, Robin did a good it, job. So <laughs> it's such a great cover. I love Hotspell. I know, I, I keep <laughs> tweeting about it because I love it so much. It's good. <laughs> you should be really proud of it, you three. It's, mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah, I am. Anyway, you don't want to hear about that. You want to hear the end of the episode because you hate us. <laughs> you want to hear the outro You despise song. us, don't you, listener? You hate us so much. Everyone is at the um, end of their seat uh, thinking about what outro song which has put in this episode. Is it going to be Blue Oyster Cult? Is it going to be Steely Dan? Is it going to be that show from that song from from the that Discworld thing? I don't know what it was. It's probably, is it going to be the Doors song that's in this movie? Or no, it's not going to be the up. Doors. I like the Doors, and they ruin the Doors. <laughs> I don't like the Doors, and I didn't like to be reminded of them. Hello, I love you, won't you impregnate my wife? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. They should have put in the end instead. It would have been more fitting anyway. I'm going to put a great song in the outro that you'll love. And you'll hear it in a minute, because first of all, I will say thank you for listening. And you can join our Discord if you want. And Beyond Strong in the Arm is my uncle, you faith. Yeah, you faith, my uncle. The Ochenbauer. The Ochenbauer. My boss don't work, but I won't tell my wife. 
a, sh- a shrimp bought this Costco. Grande <laughs> Arnini. There we go. I've learned prepositions. Aren't you proud of me, Wayne? An alien impregnated my wife. Um... <laughs> Why are they making condoms this big? Nobody has a dick that size. Uh, my penis is tiny and my sperm, they don't work. Hey. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Penisary contact with her vulva. Women seem wicker when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when when you're down. When you're straight, faces come out of the rain. When you're straight, no one remembers a name. When you're straight, when you're straight. Good Episode Productions Network podcast. See the website for more details.